is Gunnar Esaias, and then you are listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast presented by the Boomer Esaias Foundation and GunnarEsaias.com. This podcast series has been made possible by Vertex, Novartis, DCU, and Atlantic Health. The views expressed on Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast are that of Gunnar Esaias and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests, and are not necessarily those of the Boomer Esaias Foundation. Nothing in this podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who's experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast. Artist Gunnar Sice, you're listening to Breathe In. As always, joined by my co-host, Tiffany Rich and Leah Farone. How are you guys? Doing good. How are you? Leah's <laughs> <laughs> just dying over there. It's fine. <laughs> Leah currently is doing very well. Um, yeah. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah. We have a really cool episode today. We uh, did this really several months ago. We did a buy or sell episode yeah. a few months ago, and we're going to do it again. Uh, yeah, so I'm this is one of my favorite episodes. Yes, yeah. back by oh, oh, yeah. That's why you can it. hardly contain yourself right now, right? I think that's why I'm so giggly. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so buy or sell. Uh, we did this a few months ago. We did this toward the at the beginning of the podcast, um, and now we're bringing it back by popular demand. Just let's go over the rules real quick. I'm going to present a topic, and then we all have to choose whether or not we're going to buy. Or sell mm-hmm. that topic. Buy means yeah. we love it, we endorse it. Sell it means we don't want to do it, we'll do something else. Okay? Right. Um, I really so, wish we had, like, paddles or something. And we I know, like, well, we needed paddles for the... Not that anyone would really see it but us, yeah. but you know what well, I mean. No, our... Our few, our, yeah, our few YouTube watchers don't 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 yeah. count them out. Um, okay, so here we go. We're gonna just get it. We're gonna roll right into it. We have a lot right. of topics today. A lot of them have come from our listeners, and then a few have just come from our lives. Um, yeah. So let's start it off with uh, neb sterilization technique. Do you boil your nebs? Buy or sell boiling your nebs? Buy. I'd say sell. Yep, I sell. I'm all about. Yeah. I am all about the baby bottle steamer, the yeah. sterilizer. It will- I feel like boiling takes forever. Oh my god, it, it does takes so long. Yeah, and it really just, it's such a process to do it. So if you have like a baby bottle sterilizer, you just pop it in and then yeah. do your thing. But know? how well does that clean? And how well, well does that sterilize? I don't know. I'm being old baby. school. I don't know. It, it, it sounds good. Here, here's here's my feeling of the baby bottle sterilizer. I use the microwave yeah. one. I feel yeah. that if it's being widely used across the. Uh, the spectrum of little little children. You know they're not right. gonna, they're not going to make a thing that's unsafe for babies. Because yeah, imagine, for sure. Imagine the backlash they would receive if it didn't work. It's that's very true. That's that true. Point. But like, let's go back to ancient times when people didn't have. <laughs> well, yeah, but we we're not in ancient technology. times. We're not in. We have guys. way more technology now, <laughs> so, so we yeah. need to be boiling nebs. I'm just being ridiculous. A campfire. My thing. My thing is. This is what I have a hard time with. I've been doing that my entire life. Like, yeah. that's what my parents did to boil the nebs. Because, okay, when you think about it, when we were younger, that was pretty much the only option. Then they came out with, or I think people might have used vinegar or something like that. Uh-huh. Like, that might have been another option, but yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and then another option was cleaning vinegar. it in your dishwasher, mm-hmm. which they started seeing a lot of controversy that. with that. So I yeah. don't think that's necessarily recommended. Yeah. Depending on your dishwasher, your dishwasher, you know what I mean. Like it depends on the actual. I would, I would absolutely never trust the dishwasher ever. Me either. But I'm just saying, like there were different techniques that had came out, and they were proven to not work so well. Yeah. So I think that's why 
I'm so resistant to trying different things because mm -hmm. those couple of original newer ways of sterilizing yeah. ended up not really working. So mm -hmm. I just stick to boiling. So here's what I have to say to you about boiling to make sure that you're actually getting to work. Are you making sure that your nebs are saying submerged in the boiling water? Yes. For the I stand there and take like the, um, I take like a spoon or something like that, and I kind of like hold them down. Yeah. So that so now this is what I'll say to that. When I put my microwave my, my things in the microwave, I just stick them in there, push a button, and it's and it's over. I stand. You know, it, it cooks for seven minutes. I do whatever I need to do. Yeah. The thing uh -huh. beeps. I come back. I take the man in the microwave, and it's over. It's done. Yeah. See, that's good. So my next question for you is: Do you use an e-flow? No, because that know, one. Okay, okay. So you know what? We'll 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 we'll, we'll go to the next buy or sell topic. All right, uh, here we go. And we'll I guess we'll sort of link it to 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 the boiling the nebs. Um, the e flow. Do you buy or sell the e flow? I sell I the e flow. Sell it. Yeah, I sell the e flow. I think the e flow is horrendous. I don't like it, and I like we're talking e about with cleaning it, you have to clean it every time because it gets backed up with. You do, and if you don't do it fast enough, in my opinion, yeah, it doesn't work. Well. Wait a second. You don't. I don't. You, you didn't clean your nebs every single after every single use. What? No, I do. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, this know. one's like gooey, gooey, gooey stuff. It's All right, this is what she means. All right, so when you're taking a normal neb cup and you go to, like, boil it, you don't do it immediately. You know what I mean? You let them pile yeah, you up and let you put them sit. in a bowl. Yeah. You wash yes, them. Yes, yes. Yeah, because uh -huh. you usually have a few. So with an e-flow, usually you only have one. Yeah. Some people have multiple because they save it, whatever. Oh, I see what you're um, saying. I see what you're saying. And you have to, yeah, you know yeah. what I, you have to do it you several to times for the single day. Right after the treatment. Exactly. Yeah. Use it for the next. Okay, yeah, I see yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, she's not what I was saying. I see what you're saying, yeah. yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. When, I, when, I'm, when I'm using my normal nebs, I have like, I, you know, I cycle like 16 through at a time. Yeah. And then I'll replace mm -hmm. the 16 after whatever it is, like three or four months, however long they last. Right. I um, usually, I mean, sounds bad, but I usually just wait till they, they don't work as well. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of I, I kind of six months time frame. Yeah, it's yeah. whatever. It, yeah, yeah I, that's exactly what I do. Um, yeah. Or like I'll retire them. Like the, you, you'll see that they start to go bad, and like that yeah. one will just come out of the rotation. Then I'll have a few. Yes, exactly. Um, yes. But you know, I do have I have sixteen neb cups that I rotate through my uh -huh. my rotation, and then you know, so I don't have to sterilize them every day. I sterilize exactly. it every other day or whatever. Um, right. That, that's kind of how I do it. But no, yeah, the e flow is. I hate the eFlow. The eFlow sucks. I don't either. I, I don't think my, see my the problem with my problem with the eFlow is like if you don't hold it perfectly straight, the medicine yeah. like slides out or whatever. It it's does. Just, ugh, it's horrible. I the hate best it. part is so when that thing originally came out, I remember that they used to send you, you know, the cartridge like yeah. the, the neb cup, and they would yeah. send you that metal thing that goes in there. Yeah, and that's all they would send you. They'd send you one. They expected that to last you forever. And if you wanted another one, you had to pay for it. And they're pretty expensive. They're yeah. not cheap. But um, I remember like we had a lot of issues with that because that thing would clog up after yes. X amount of treatments. No matter uh -huh. how well you cleaned it, it would mm -hmm. clog. You wouldn't get all the treatment. Most of the medicine mm -hmm. would drip out, and then yep. you would lose that medication and have to do another. Yeah. And, like, what I don't love about it is even at this point, yeah, they usually send you one, like, with your mm -hmm. case in. When you get yeah. that, they send you a they whole new one every time. Right. But with other medications, they don't. They don't. So it's kind of like I'm just using it until mm -hmm. it decides, oh, hey, I'm going to break. Oh, yeah. You know? And yeah. usually that's when I'm away and I would have no resources of getting another one. And I think oh. the e-flow, since it's so fast, I don't feel like I'm getting the med in uh -huh. me, in my system. Either. I feel like if I have a longer treatment, I'm getting it in because I can take my time and just breathe it in and stuff. Right. Whereas the e-flow, it's so fast. And then, like you said, it spills and everything. Time, 
you have and co- getting the medicine in there just with the case in like it's just it's just work you know you know it, 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 you're absolutely right it, it, it is like an extra thing to do i mean i understand why some people love it because it is the convenience of a, of a faster treatment right. um and i think there is something to be said about the or the, the particle size or, or whatever that it, it that it does to, yeah. to the medication mm-hmm. um but I, I think it's a hassle, uh, and I also yeah. think it's just an annoying thing to use. Um, and to that extent, I've also every time I use the eFlow, I end up developing a bleed. So oh, I wow. haven't, I haven't really? used, yeah. So I haven't used Cased in probably in close to close to five years now. Wow! Um, okay. Because every time I would use it, I literally same exact thing. About day ten, eleven, or twelve, I would develop a really nasty bleed. So oh. I stopped using Cased in. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to know whether Cased in is the culprit yeah. or if it's the eFlow itself. Right. Um, so, yeah. I think I, it's combo of both. Like, you know, yeah. the case, it might not be strong enough, but also the way it's being delivered might not be effective for you. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, yeah. You no, know? yeah, that's exactly yeah. that's exactly the problem. Um, yeah. So, yeah. You know, I haven't used the eFlow in a long time, and I maybe I am biased for that reason, but that's just, you know, I'm not an eFlow person. No, I've been using no, I get it for a long time, and I do not love it. So. Um, okay. All right. So, let's, let's, let's stay with the topic of NEBS here. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Buy or sell nebs during a vest therapy? Um, I sell that. I, sell I always it did them. I buy it. I, I buy always it. did them. I always did them before, and then I did the vest after because so, I think I, I felt like I couldn't breathe very well when I was on the vest. So I felt like if I did it before, then I could get the med in, and then after I could get a good vest treatment. Yep. So. This is something that has changed for me as I've gotten older. Yeah. So when I was younger, I used to do them them together. together. So I used to do, you know, my albuterol, my pulmazon on the vest. And it was great. It cuts down on time. I totally get why people do it. But Mm -hmm. as as your lungs progress, okay, and you lose lung function, you are not able to inhale that med and do your vest at the same time. You can't multitask there. A lot of days. (laughs) I feel awful by the time I do my night treatment. Yeah. I feel awful. I feel like I can't breathe. I feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just no, don't I get it. Good. So <clears throat> if I try to do them both at the same time, one, I can't even, I can't inhale the med at all. Uh-huh. And two, I feel like my vest is suffocating me. So usually yeah. if I do the Zopinex, AKA my form of albuterol before I do the vest along with Pulmazon, I'm open enough that when I do the vest, I'm actually able to get mucus out yeah. and breathe, and it'd be a good treatment. Yeah. Um, so you do the so vest. You do the vest before or after pulmazine? After. That's interesting mm-hmm. because wouldn't you want to not cough the pulmazine out since the pulmazine is in so there working on, I, that, on the mucus? So I, I totally get that reasoning. I've always been instructed that you do it before the vest. Wow, I, interesting. Yeah, and I think, I think it has I was a lot too. to do with thinning the mucus you know what I mean because that's technically what it's supposed to do I don't know how well it actually does that but for me it helps open me up a little bit and it thins that so I think when you're doing the actual vest treatment it's helping that mucus come up easier Uh than it would have if you would have waited till the end do you you use Pomazine once or twice a day I do twice a day yeah I do twice a day also um yeah I okay so I'm opposite of you guys I am all for the vest during the nebs I think uh the treatment course is just so long to begin with and I, I just want to have it over and done with, and I know that I'm doing it effectively. Um, I also am the kind of person that, uh, you know, I, my vest does pause itself every five minutes for the for the breathing exercises, and I feel okay. like if I'm utilizing my hypertonic saline 
while yeah. I'm doing the vest uh, and I mm-hmm. have those pauses, yeah. you know, then I, then I am going to be utilizing the, the coughing techniques right. uh, in a more effective way because my airways are hydrated. Um, mm-hmm. if, if anything, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll do the vest really just during my hypertonic sailing, depending on how long I go for hypertonic. Hypertonic is one mm-hmm. of those things where like, yeah. I basically just go for as long as I can. And some days that's 10 minutes, other days it's 15, 20 minutes. You know, it really depends on, on yeah. how on how I'm feeling and uh, how effective the mm-hmm. the hypertonic saline is. I mean, listen, there's days where I have very little mucus production and I don't need a ton of hypertonic. Yeah. Um, but then right. there's also days when I feel like I'm suffocating and I need as much hypertonic as I can get. You know, I'm one of those people yeah. that mm-hmm. if I do get sick, uh, mm-hmm. I'll utilize hypertonic, you know, three, four, you know, times a day. And, yeah. and, and you know, that'll really do the difference for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think the vest during, uh, during the nebs is a time saver. Um, mm-hmm. And I also think it's it just is. more. I think it's more effective uh, that way. So okay. I, you know, that's what I've done. Um, yeah. I, I also disagree with you, Leah. I think the pulmazine, as well as the antibiotic, should be the ones that are done after the vest. Simply, I agree with you on the antibiotic, and that's what I do. But um, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, just what works for me. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, no. I, believe me, I'm not you know second guessing what you do. I just, I just think uh, the pulmazine. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. You know, I think the pulmazine is one of those things where. Uh, it works over the course of the day. So it works for 12 mm-hmm. to 24 hours. And yeah. I try to keep as much of that in my lungs as possible so that it has okay. the ability uh, to work on my mucus. Um, so mm-hmm. th- that's kind of where I stand with that. Um, yeah, I got you. All right. Uh, so we'll go from there. Uh, let's talk about uh, do you do treatments after dinner by our cell? Treatments after dinner? I do them after. I. Oh, I used to. Now I have to say used to, huh? <laughs> um, I also, I also, yeah, bye for me. I also do them after. I know a lot of people have a hard time doing them after dinner yeah. because they're coughing and they make them feel nauseous. Um, I've never felt that way. I never felt either. that way either. I felt better when I had one after because I could, before bed especially, so I wasn't as this junky also, and stuff. This also might be thinking too much into it, but I also okay. feel like a lot of foods that you eat mm-hmm. do cause your mucus production to be a little bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sugar. Uh, yeah um, exactly. Sugar. So I kind so. of feel like, you know, so I feel like before you go to bed, you kind of want all of that clear out, out, you know. So mm-hmm. for me, it I just think- works better right before I go to bed or I'm not going to sleep well. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, no, I I feel the same way. I'd rather have my uh, my meds done right before dinner so I'm breathing clear uh, while I'm trying to sleep. You know, otherwise yeah. your your lungs are going to dehydrate over, over the night anyways. So yes. I'd rather I'd rather have my meds right there, uh, right up next to it. Um, yeah. All right, that's a quick one. Okay, so what about uh, the sinus rinse? The <laughs> sinus rinse. Do you buy or sell the, the sinus? I rinse? buy that because of I sell that forever, especially now. Okay, why? Yeah. <laughs> because, well, now that I have sinus problems, it <laughs> helps so much. It makes me feel so much clearer, especially after having that surgery. I am like. A sinus rinse queen over here. You are I want to get it all out. And <laughs> I'm, I'm like, let's get this out of my system. I don't need this. I don't want to have another surgery. So I'm going to clear it out as much as possible. So that's why I buy it. Hey, it makes sense for you. I it totally agree. Good. It feels good now. Leah? I hate them. Why? Right. Why do you hate them? Tell me why you hate them. This is my yeah, experience them. with them. Yeah, so when I was younger, younger, they really pushed them. They're like, you know, you need to do this, whatever. I tried doing so much sinus stuff. I did the rinses. I did the nose sprays. Mm-hmm. All of that crap backs my nose up, and then I can't yeah. breathe. I just she, can't. She can't breathe. They, like when they don't does. work for me. They make me get congested, and it's miserable. And yeah. my sinuses are good. Knock on wood. When no, I don't do anything, no. so I just don't. Even yeah. when I'm sick, 
sinus rinses make it worse. So <laughs> I just so don't crazy to me. It's weird. I don't get what it is, but it that's maybe I don't do it right. I don't know, but mine just gets all that stuff but out, and it's lovely. In, it comes out the other side, and <laughs> nope, I feel like I, after that. I um I buy them, but I I don't really do them, and I'll tell you why. I um. I, I love the feeling of, of afterwards. I think it's a great feeling. Yeah, after you feel so clear, it's amazing. I wish I could experience this life changing feeling. But it, yeah, but it, it it's it is super annoying to do. It's a little uncomfortable during. It is. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I hate Leah, when it goes well, down your throat. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. And it gags yeah. you. Well, Leah, what which which, de- which device do you use? Do you use the neti pot or do you use the thing that you squeeze? I've tried both. Okay, so like I like the I thing that the I, I, I like the squeezy thing because you can yeah. like control the flow. You know, exactly. with the neti pot, you can't really control it. I agree. Um, if I'm going to pick a sinus rinse. Uh, yeah. And then you have the people who let do the pick that looks like a freaking torture device. And you say, no, I, would, yeah, you. I, would, I would not do that. No, thanks. Um, <laughs> the reason I don't do them is I think it's annoying to set up. I don't yeah, want to have to like boil water at the beginning of the day and then let it yeah. sit there and have to like think that far in advance. Like that's just not, yeah. I know I'm making excuses. It's just not really conducive to the way that I live. And I, you know, I generally don't have, too bad sinus problems. Maybe, you know, I get seasonal allergies. That's kind of where I get hit pretty hard. Right. Um, but otherwise, my sinuses are okay. Uh, yeah. and, and I think that uh, if, if if I guess I was prescribed the, the medicated, uh, you know, formula or whatever, where I wouldn't necessarily yeah. have to use uh, boiled water and I could just use distilled water, I maybe I'd consider yeah. it, I guess. Um, but I, I just think, I think the whole process is a little annoying. That being said, mm-hmm. I love the feeling of how I feel after I do them. Yeah. Exactly. Um, if I had that life-changing experience, I'd be all about them. But yeah. Well, I had really good sinuses weird. before. Before I had good sinuses after transplant, it decided CF decided to go up there. Yeah, it had to go somewhere. It had to go somewhere. I had to migrate, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. I'll take this over what I had before anyways. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so what about the flu shot? Buy or sell the flu shot? Oh, buy. Yeah, buy it hundred. Buy it hundred percent. Hundred percent. Tiffany, do you actually get the flu shot post transplant? I sure do. They tell me that I need to. Um, CF trans in transplant clinic tell me that anybody that's around me and that me, myself need to get it because it's crucial. Uh, it could be very fatal to me and CF patients um, because it's a respiratory <laughs> illness. <laughs> don't need that. Yeah, I know. We don't need something we else. Going on. Um, yeah, I. I'm I'm a, I'm a bit I'm a big buy here. I yeah. uh, you know I, I wrote a blog about this over the weekend and I got hammered by the anti. <laughs> a lot of controversy. The, I was getting entertainment reading it. I got it hammered by the, the anti-vax people, the anti-vaccination people. Yeah. And I got to yeah. tell you, if you're an anti-vaccination person, you are just a moron. Like you, the, I'm you, not gonna fight you on that. You are a waste of a breath of air if you're an anti-vaccination <laughs> person because we know they work, right? Like. There'd what, be what, no point in doing them if they didn't work. What did, they what, didn't work. What, what did people do before vaccinations? They, they died. died. They died. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, like, at the end <laughs> of the day, did. yeah, they died. Yeah, I mean, like, well, we have we have preventable illnesses in the world, and yeah. like, we should keep them preventable. So yeah, you take a vaccine for them, like measles and stuff. If there's an outbreak, you're going to be fine if you're vaccinated. However, if you're not, uh, you're... Kind of yeah, swim. I mean, you know, I like I got every single like excuse in the book was thrown at me. I, like, big business mm-hmm. pushes the flu shots, uh, the yeah. government pushes the flu shots, pseudoscience yeah. pushes the flu shots, that things you research. make up. Push the, I'm like, you go to the CDC website and you find research supporting the use of the flu shot yeah. and vaccines yeah, in five uh, seconds. Took, yeah, I took virology in college and I got it was 
it was mind blowing. Like what, what I was, um, was talking about with the flu shot and stuff. It's you need to do it because you can get very sick and die. Like we've said. So, I mean, it doesn't even go as far as people with chronic diseases. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah we're at greater risk, but a lot of times just working in like the healthcare profession, totally healthy people, one, yeah. their bodies don't know how to fight. Okay. Yep. Cause they've never had to do it mm-hmm. Two, they're stubborn as anything about getting the flu shot. Mm-hmm. All right. So they're the people that don't get the flu shot and they're usually the people that die mm-hmm. because their bodies don't know how to fight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's I mean, it's when just, it comes down to it, it's idiotic when people like push their anti anti vaccine agenda. It's just it makes no well, sense. Well, usually I mean, they've read like one article. Yeah, I mean, my and thing is like, like, oh, it had egg in it. I, I, you know, yeah, like I, get over I, I would, I, I, I would love to know how a dead virus makes somebody sick. Like, so, like I don't please, know. please tell me this. Or, I mean, I understand if you have if you're allergic to some of the ingredients or whatever. Yeah, you don't get it. But that doesn't mean but that everyone else shouldn't get it. So the reason, hold on. The, the reason, like the reason these vaccines work is when the community gets them, right? If the community is vaccinated against the virus, mm-hmm. it improves one, you know, the people's chances that can't get it. Say you're on chemotherapy or you're immunosuppressed. The, right. you know, mm-hmm. Those people can't you know, can't get these kinds of things. Um, mm-hmm. And you know the flu shot, you know, is different for some people post transplant, like you, like yourself, Tiffany. Yeah. And and you know, and but there are some people post transplant who can't get the flu shot. Exactly. Right? So you know, and right. those people rely on the community around them to be mm-hmm. vaccinated. I made I made all of my college roommates what, like a stipulation to live with me during my college years was you yeah. had to have a flu shot. If you exactly. had, if you didn't get a flu shot, you couldn't live with me. You had you were on your own. Yeah, that's true though. It's true. I mean, I've had the flu a number of times. Uh huh. And it was pretty miserable. I'm no, not going to lie. Awesome. But it was a really about, scary thing to have. But think about how much worse it would have been had you not had the flu shot. The flu <laughs> yeah, shot exactly. makes it better. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is we have the flu going around mm-hmm. solely because so many people don't get vaccinated. And I think that number goes up year after year because every person's like, whatever. I, I could go in depth about this forever. Yeah. It's ridiculous <laughs> but i mean people are getting that like that with other vaccinations like the measles and things like that yeah. they're starting outbreaks of those types of things I that know. shouldn't even be outbreaks solely because people they're are preventable. So they're preventable thinking yeah. their children are gonna get like i don't even know yeah some absurd disease right. solely because they got a shot no and this doesn't make sense good. to me i don't i don't know it really disgusts me but yeah <clears throat> So yeah. everyone get your flu shot. You know, I, I think... Um, no, I'll, cut, I'll give it to you. I'm really good at giving shots. Yes, you won't even feel it. Uh, yeah. You will not be giving me a shot. That much I can promise you. Well, yeah, because we're not allowed <laughs> to be around each other, but... Yeah. <laughs> even, if, even if we didn't have CF, I would not trust you with a needle. No offense. Why? Oh, my God. Oh, I I, you're coming in like... The nurse that every cross is supposed to give shots. Because I am like, <laughs> all my friends gave me my insulin shots, so because I couldn't reach. I'm like, give them to my family. Flu <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> season. Let's move on from this. Let's move on from this. All right, we're gonna talk about CF tattoos. Buy or sell CF tattoos. I'm gonna buy it because I have one. <laughs> I have just breathed uh, like over my on my side over my left lung. That's usually my problem lung, anyways. So I thought that was pretty cool and you know it was something i actually thought about for a long long time how and old then were you? how old were you got it i got it oh how old was i uh 20 25 25 so young something like that so i got it on 25 because i was on the list and they told me when i get my lungs 
I can't get a tattoo ever again because of the risk of the infection. So I had to make that choice of, do I get it? And I've been thinking about it for a long, long time. And I said, yes. So me and my friends all went and got the same one. They got it in my handwriting and they got it different places too, but, um, it was meaningful. So I thought that that was cool. So I will buy it since I have one and me and my friends had a good experience and memories with it. I um I, I appreciate your 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 nice little heartfelt story. I'm gonna sell it because you wouldn't put a okay. bumper sticker on a Lamborghini. That's that's what yeah. that's what I'm well, talking about. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> no, I'm I mean, really impartial to this one. So. You know, I think I I will say I, I have I have in the past considered it when I was younger. Uh-huh. I, 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 I did too, I, I did consider it. Um, mm-hmm. And like yourself, I thought about putting it on my right side, considering that's my usually my bad lung. Yeah. Um, but I, See, I thought about putting it on my left side because that's not my bad lung, <laughs> and I was like, I'll probably cough up blood. Well, I did. So, I let's did put it on the bed. Fine. Uh, I, I coughed up blood. So yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> my, my feeling though is like, do I really need to immortalize something that like remind myself and immortalize it? You know, I live with yeah. every day. Do, yeah. I need, do I need? Do I need a reminder? A constant reminder of it. Uh, then I thought about maybe doing it on my back because then I wouldn't see it. Um, oh. But then, you know, I thought I, about doing like super, super tiny, like yeah. really not I'm very not. noticeable. But then I was like, do I really need that? No. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, I, mean, I, I really don't no. see mine, to be honest, I unless I have a b- string bikini on or something, then you see it. But you don't really see it that much. Um, I'd also be like really picky about tattoo style slash mm-hmm. like what it would look like. So yeah. I'd probably have to go somewhere like New York to get it done. Also, fun fact, my parents surprised me one day. They went and got a Just Breathe tattoo for me. I walked in, and they were just, like, kind of, like, and I was, like, why are you, like, showing me your arm and stuff? And then I I looked, and it said Just Breathe on it, and then whatever. It was pretty cool. (laughs) uh, This is, like, an unrelated anecdote. When I was uh, overseas, we were in Norway. I have, like, uh uh, family heritage back to Norway. And actually, I still have family living in Norway to, to this day. And my dad was Ooh. like so moved after meeting like relatives that he had never met. He was like, "Gunnar, we should like yeah. go get a tattoo of our family crest." And I was like, oh. "Dad, we don't." Ha- I was like, "We don't have a family crest." He was like, "Yeah, but we're in Norway. We can make one up." And I was like, "That is oh definitely my gosh. That's, that is not it. how this works. I am not letting that's that happen. Hilarious. We are not that doing this so together." Funny. Um, you guys that. totally should have done that together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, been, funny. Looking Good story. Ba- looking back, it would have been really funny, but uh, we did not yeah. do it. Thank God. Yeah. That would, I think, I think <laughs> Tell your dad I'll go on the next family vacation and get one. And we'll go make up a family crest. Yeah. And I'll go with him. Yeah. Oh my God, horrendous. Um, if I could get one, I would join. <laughs> All right. So, I'm not a tattoo person, though. That's my whole thing. It's just, oh, it's not me. You know oh, what I mean? actually, the vibration made me cough, so I had to tell him to stop a couple times. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> funny. It was like the vest. That's funny. Like a horrendous process. That's funny. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I hate needles, so I would never, like, subject myself to that. That's also, yeah. like, a big deterrence for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to sell it, but I'll leave the possibility okay. open for, okay. uh, for, for a buy rating. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, all right, so what about the home PFT? We've talked about this a bunch of times here on the podcast. Uh, yeah. Do you like the idea yeah. of the home PFT? Um. No, I don't. I think I would get a lot of anxiety from it and I would check it too much and then I'd freak out. (laughs) I'm going to sell it Yeah, because I do have one of those personal home PFT little monitor things and it gives me a ton of anxiety. It's also never even close to what I actually blow when I go to clinic. Yeah. So to me, it's just a really useless tool and it really doesn't tell me much. It just gives me panic attacks which i don't yeah. need every day agreed um 
So I'm going to sell it in terms of that. I think if at some point they came up with one that was more standardized and really kind of mirrored what we do in clinic, and that could be an option that you could do your PFTs at home before you come to clinic, yeah. I think I would buy it then, but yeah. that's a real long shot. So yeah. that's yeah. where I stand. I um I like the idea of having the, the take-home PFT in place of having you want a clinic. You know, we talked about some of the infection risks right. around the PFT machine. Right. Um. I also have one myself, and after we did that episode, I actually went and used it, and it was, it was close, but it wasn't what I see in the clinic. Um, yeah. And I was actually in a clinical trial many years ago where I had to do a, a PF, had to do several PFTs every single day, to the point where mm -hmm. I, I actually resented doing PFTs. Yeah, um, so I've been I, in the same situation. So I'm kind of like a little bit of a buy, a little bit of a sell. I think the idea of having one at home is a really good idea for mm -hmm. uh, for 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 for. for, for, for for finding trends and also using in, in place of the one in the clinic. Um, yeah. But I would uh, also sell it um, if I had to do it every day. I would not do one every day. Mm -hmm. I think that would suck. Me either. Um, so I, uh, that, that's kind of where I stand. If I have to pick one or the other, I'm going to buy it. I'll, I'll buy uh -huh. the idea of the home PFD. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, just, so, just if I have to choose. Okay, so we just talked about this a little bit. Clinical trial participation, buy or sell? Buy. Um, buy, but I never did it, so I won't know what it's what the process is. So I don't know if it's really it's like pretty I, extreme. I would do it to help. Would you do? Would you do one? Would you do one post transplant? A lot of I know there's a lot of people that oh, are yeah. are concerned about enrolling uh, into clinical yeah. trials, like during pregnancies or uh -huh. during uh, or during people who are post transplant because the, because yeah. it's a very big risk. It, you know, the risk is a little bit more involved for the, for I those, don't think for the those risk is worth it in that those, situation. Those patient yeah. So, I don't think I would do it post transplant just because of what it's just. A, it's so very so you've been through enough. I already so you went would sell. A lot. So you would so you would sell it in that case. Yeah. Um. Exactly. I yes. I you know I I'm not in that situation. So I you know I don't really have an opinion for that. But uh, for where I am now, 100 percent buy. I think it's uh, mm -hmm. I think it's a, a patient's responsibility when we have such a small. Uh, disease community to absolutely yep. enroll in cl into clinical trials because there aren't enough of us, enough of us to say no. Right? There are not enough people. I agree. In, it's not like diabetes where there's a million patients. You know, you know yeah. how many millions of patients, and you know if you get asked to do it, and you say no, and you know whatever. There's still two million people behind you that they can ask. Um, right. I've I also, done a lot of clinical trials you know, in I, my I, day. I have too, and I like a lot. I also think it's the kind of thing. Um, I think I think it's the kind of thing where that's how we honor the people who never had these opportunities, right? There's a lot yeah, of really I agree. there's a lot of really exciting medications, not just the Vertex ones, but you know, a lot yeah. of other medications are also really exciting. Um, mm -hmm. and those people never had the chance to use them. Uh, so mm -hmm. I think we honor those people by enrolling ourselves into clinical trials so that the, the drug researchers can get an answer uh, mm -hmm. about about their about their medications. I agree. Well, I also think when you really think about it, and I don't know if people that are on the healthier side of the CF spectrum think about this, but I've taken part in, I would say, at least seven clinical trials since wow, I was younger. Yeah, I, I can honestly say since it, I'm trying to think how little I was the first one I did. I think I might have been like five or six. Um, I was always a part of one up until about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at a point health-wise where I don't qualify for them. Right. So I would love to be in these new research trials because they are game changers for That's our health. Sure. Like they are going to cause the biggest impact that we could possibly have. And these are the ones that 
I've wished for my whole life and I can't be a part of. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know so many people in my situation where you might be off like a couple percentage points lung function wise and you can't qualify. Yeah. And we're kind of the people that need the meds more than ever. You know what I mean? So I think if you are in a place where you are healthy enough and you're able to be in those clinical trials, you're not only benefiting yourself, but you're benefiting all the people like me that cannot be a part of them. And would give anything to be a part of them. So I think it's a huge honor if you can participate. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it's uh, important for people to participate in them. Um, I think it's Mm -hmm. important for the researchers to know whether or not their molecule works or or if it doesn't work. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think for all the the, the reasons we've listed here, um, these are reasons to get involved in clinical trials. Um, So uh, we are... And you usually get a little incentive. So, you know, if you want to look at it that way. Your health might improve or you also also get paid. They usually pay you. Yeah, so so yeah, there's definitely definitely a lot of incentive to it and a lot of reason to do it as well. Um, yeah. All right, we, we have time for a few more here. Um, okay. So let's talk about um, posting medical information on the internet by yourself. So, well, it depends on it. Well, is. we kind of do that. We um, do, but it's like we all don't right. put our, our lung function. We don't do percentages. Right. You know, that kind of stuff I wouldn't do. We buy it to a certain degree because, yeah. like, <laughs> we share the points I, that I'm we talking about beneficial I'm talking, other people. I'm talking about like you go to the clinic, you get a, an x-ray, they give you the copy of the x-ray, and then you come home and put the x-ray on the internet for people to see. I would never put that up. So sell. No. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. There's things that are personal that should just stay with you. Yeah. And your things family are... and I think the, I think the internet is one of the things where we're talking about uh, violations or, or breaches of medical security, medical, medical privacy, right? Um, so, right. W- you know, yes, I'm very transparent about my life with cystic fibrosis, but you'll never, ever see me publicly discuss my mutations, the bacteria mm-hmm. colonizations outside of generalizations. Maybe maybe if you understand what uh, antibiotics I'm on, maybe then you can deduce what bacteria right. I have. Um mm-hmm. But, right. you know, I'll never get out here and I'll never name those things. I'll never talk no. about my lung function. I'll never talk about test is, testing results. No. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, talk, I'll talk individually with people about these things. No yes. other patients who may be in a similar situation and I need to learn something or if someone is willing to learn something from me, mm-hmm. you know, in that kind of case, maybe I'll give a little information. Uh, but to the average stranger, absolutely not. I'll, I, you will never see me put my a lung function number. You'll never see me put... Uh, an x-ray you'll never see me put a, a test result yeah in a public setting ever mm-hmm. right i mean tiff and i talked a lot about this when we first started salty sisters because we did want to kind of pinpoint what we were comfortable sharing and what we weren't comfortable with sharing and kind of be on the same page with that because it'd be kind of weird if one of us was like showing our whole medical record and the other was like i cough sometimes you know yeah. what i mean so we talked about those things and like mm-hmm. i openly share my mutations mainly because <laughs> You know, I've been in a lot of clinical trials and whatever. And, you know, so I think that that's out there. But other than that, I really don't share the really personal stuff, especially like infection related or lung function. I think lung Mm -hmm. function, people compare themselves way too much. much. It causes way too much (laughs) just judgmentalness and negativity. Judgmentalness. I just made up a word and I'm totally cool with that. I do that a lot. So you're welcome. Well, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people comment on it, and then it's not healthy. And I don't get how that benefits you. Me telling you my lung function, it doesn't. It does. The only time we share personal information in terms of lung function, or you know, 
I don't know. What are some of the other examples? Yeah, something that's more personal that we don't share openly on our posts is when I think it's going to benefit that person. You know what I mean? And it might just be they're in a similar situation to where I was or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's really the only time I think it's appropriate, and that's usually done in a private message or a phone call or something like like that. person post-transplant or just getting right. on the list or something uh-huh. if I yeah. can help them in any way I will for sure yeah I agree so um yeah you know I think that's I think you guys hit it right on the nail um hit it down right on the head I you know, I, I agree um I think your personal medical information is part of your medical history and that's no one else's mm-hmm. business um yeah, yeah. And, and and you know I really don't love when I see people sharing you know x-rays or or uh, or lung function numbers or test results. You know, there's a lot of you know high profile uh, you know Instagram profiles out there or social media profiles out there, and they're very transparent with those kinds of things. And you know, if I look, if I had you know, if if I had you know five hundred thousand followers on Instagram and I was out there posting you know X-ray results, you know, I don't know about that because I yeah you know I think about my future a lot, and I don't want someone to use that information against me. Um, so yeah. that, that's why I'm, that's why I'm against that. Um, mm-hmm. All right, we have, we have we have time for one more here. Um, what about disclosing cystic fibrosis to an employer or to a school or uh, to an admissions mm-hmm. you know board or or, or, or body? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about that? I I buy it. I will, I'll, I'll tell my employers. I'll tell everybody because I want them to know if something happened to me that they are well. Uh, educated and know what's going on. That's just how I've always been. I know a lot of people aren't that way, but that's how I've always lived. And it's always been fine with me. Um, I've never seen discrimination or anything towards it. So I've had a good positive um, run with it. So I don't know about you guys, but that's just how I I would hardcore sell it. So I used to be all about buying that. I'd be like, go Mm -hmm. tell you know, I wasn't comfortable talking to other people about CF, yeah. but, like, when it came to, like, going to school and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I always disclosed that because, yeah. and I do think in that situation that is appropriate, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Especially when you go to college, like, you need the school on your side, especially yeah. if you're in the hospital or whatever, like, totally agree with that. But when it comes to an employer, <laughs> I have had a lot of issues with that. Yeah. And, you know, when I started my first nursing job, I disclosed that information right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something that I had planned to do. It kind of just naturally happened. Right. Um, because, you know, my employer, she did have kind of an idea that I did have some type of health problem. Okay. But she really didn't know what it was. You know what I mean? And she kind of asked it. And then I was like, okay, well, I feel like I have to disclose it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and at first it was great. And it seemed like a really good thing to do. But, I mean, over the years, it's caused a lot of issues in my life. Um, so... I say so. Okay. I think talk about the things when they come up. Yeah. If you need to, but mm-hmm. it's really none of their business. Yeah, you know, it's true. just not. Yeah, it's true. I agree. Um, I think this is, this is a tricky one. I think I do buy it, um, but at a certain point. Um, yeah. You know, I think. I think you're right. It depends think, what it's for. I think. I think genetic discrimination does exist in our in yeah. in this world. Yeah, um, it does, and it's a horrible thing. Um, so I think you have to be careful with who you're disclosing it to. Like you said, mm-hmm. you know, once you're accepted to a school or something like that, yeah, then you disclose it, um, yeah. so that everyone's on your side. 
Um, yeah. I, I think, think I think I think the important part of what you said is once you're accepted. Yeah, exactly. Once you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah once you're with a job, I think yeah. once you get a job, no, if you yeah, say, Hey, I want to be transparent, go for it after that, but do not yeah. disclose that on an interview. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean I think yeah, yeah, you wouldn't do that on an interview. I think in a <laughs> I think you know, in, I think you know. in the scenario in which it benefits you, like whether or not you know you need people to understand where you're coming from, uh, yeah. you know where you may need help and how they may be able to help you, then it's yeah. appropriate to disclose it. I don't think it's appropriate to disclose it, like if you're going through college recruiting for like a, a sport or something. No, you know in that case, yeah, absolutely not. not, absolutely not. I, um, I you know I think that's kind of where the uh, you know where 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 the gap happens. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I mean, I've talked to other CFers that have experienced similar things as me and like, they all did what I did and they disclosed it right away and mm-hmm. everything was good for a while. And the employer's like, you know, we'll support you, blah, blah, blah. But they don't really know what those things mean until it hits. So when you're yeah. out of work for two weeks, are they going to be supportive of that? Or is it like, well, we're not benefiting from this. So yeah we're going to fire you or we're going to get rid of your health insurance or we're going to move you to this position. You know what I mean? So I I just think you should have those things in the back of your mind because I think a lot of people think, well, that won't be me. That happens to other people. And the truth is like, you're not immune to that. Uh So I think it's just smart to be conscious of it and to make a decision Mm -hmm. that's best for you. But definitely, definitely. I'm saying from my personal experience, it's not been the best. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we like kind of how we just talked, you know, I think uh, if you know it's going to be beneficial to you in that specific situation, yes, disclose it. If, yeah. if it's not going to be, then no. Then like, if, if it can be used yeah. against you or it can be used to compare to you to a healthy person, then no, you don't you don't disclose mm-hmm. it. Um, so that's kind of where I was sitting at that. All right, this is a good episode. Yeah. Another good fun yeah. buy or sell episode. We'll, we'll obviously come back to it. Uh, it's usually mm-hmm. a fan favorite. Um, you know, so, you know, next next couple months here we'll do another one um if you have a topic for us to talk about the next time we do a buy or sell make sure you uh hit up the dms at yeah. breathe underscore in underscore pod or hit, hit us up on our email breathe underscore pod breathe underscore in underscore pod at a org. you can always hit them up on uh, instagram twitter and social media as well they're healthy sisters with the c yeah. i'm gonna in with a lot of vowels yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, make sure you get the breathe-in gear before it starts getting yeah. cold, and we have to put some new stuff out there as well. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. So get yeah, ready, everyone. Yes, we have some. Uh, we have some breathing stuff left in stock. Make sure you get get your hands on that at the Etsy store. Um, but that's that's it for me. We'll see you next week. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have anything else to add? No, you covered it. Cool, yep. awesome. All right, guys, <laughs> right. you can hit us up every Thursday. Remember, iTunes, like, share, subscribe, review, rate. All the good stuff. Um, And that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys.